1: that's right everyone it's commissioner cooper and it's time for tss fantasy alongside me today is greg oj mayor welcome to the studio yes fellas i'm here happy to see y'all how y'all doing today fred the jester reyes welcome to the studio sir yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) a quick reminder to our tss family if you have any questions or comments for us Please email us at our new email, thecrew at tssfantasy.com. You can also email Dr. Miller or Mary Jane. That's all hooked up to our website, tssfantasy.com, where you have our profiles, old shows, anything you want. You can also tweet at us at tssfantasy or like us on Facebook and IG. We welcome your comments there as well. Speaking of comments, there were some that I apologize it did not get to bring up last time. So I'm gonna we're going to start there real quick, fellas. One of the comments I did not mean to mention was from a Marcus Anderson, who was questioning why not the majority of us did not have Josh Jacobs in our top 10. What are your thoughts? Um, we'll, we'll start with you, Greg. What are your thoughts on Josh Jacobs this year and, on, and your prospects on him? And why don't we have him ranked so high?
3: because of Kenyon Drake. The Raiders signed Kenyon Drake to share that backfield with Josh Jacobs. So how much is he gonna cut into Josh Jacobs carries, you know, goal line carries, um, third down carries, you know, that type of stuff. Kenyon Drake is a playmaker. So it's gonna affect Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, to me, if, if he didn't have Kenyon Drake in the backfield, he definitely go, would be a top 10 running back because he's young. He doesn't have a lot of wear and tear on his body. So that's the only reason why
4: he didn't crack my top ten. Yeah, Fred, he
3: did crack your top ten. though.
0: <laughs> yeah, he did. I knew it was gonna happen. I, I was wondering myself. Uh, I thought I think Josh Jacobs will have a great year. I don't think the addition of Kenyon Drake means anything. I think he's a starter. He will get most of the reps, and he, and Kenyon Drake get a little six reps a game.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of in between on the on that thought. Like you know, and I actually mentioned Kenyon Drake when we when we talked about running backs yes the addition of Kenyon drake does take away some touchdown factors maybe because he is a big play guy however it might help in his uh, longevity through the season taking taking away some of that wear and tear which just seems to be an issue for him as well so i'm kind of in between to be honest marcus he's just below my top 10 so <laughs> i just wanted to make sure i shouted that out to you And also, speaking of comments, I was so excited. I I was literally so excited about making my top 10 running back challenge. I never got respond to Brooklyn 12. He kind of, like I said, he went off about Saquon Barkley and he went off about Zeke. Basically, his analysis was the line when he brought up the Giants. He brought up the offensive line and what it was ranked and so on. My friend, you're going off rankings that were last year. That's last year. This is this year. We don't know what the fuck <laughs> they're All right. So we can go on and on if you like. Not only is it a factor of there's so many factors that are involved, the schedule, um, you know, injury. So. We don't know what their line is going to be like this year. They seem to have made some improvements, and not only the improvements on the line, but in the receiving core as well. So now you've, again, I brought this up earlier, you have opened up that offense a bit, so you're not stacking the box against Saquon. And Saquon can catch out of the backfield, so PPR or standard, he's going to be your guy this year. Guys, got any thoughts on um, Saquon real quick? I don't know, man. I, I'm
3: just still a little leery on him, but, I mean, he. I think, like you said, that we're adding the additional weapons, like Galladay is going to open it up a little bit more for Saquon. I just got to see him at 100%. man. I got to see that old Saquon before I put him in my at least my top
1: three. What do you think, Fred? I still
0: think he's a t- top ten, definitely. Top five, not sure. Uh, six or seven, definitely. Uh, I think he's going to have a big year. I think the Giants are going to have an amazing year. That's just me. I've been saying it from day one. And uh, (laughs) when it comes to fruition, everybody knows I said it first.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, you've said a lot of things, so we'll we'll see about that. Um, I, you know, I'll say this, too. Like, you know, I brought this up also. I think, again, NFC East, a total resurgence other than Philly in fantasy relevance and offense this year. I think, you know, from from New York to Dallas to the Redskins, I think there's definitely going to be some tangible guys that you can go after and, ha- and put in your lineup each week. Hey, um, Greg, I saw another comment by Nick <laughs> Mack, and I, I wanted to, before you begin, I wanted to make sure to let everyone know Nick Mack does no longer wants to be fer- referred to as Ned Flanders, so I just wanted to bring that up. But Greg, what what did he have to say? He'll always be Flanders. Um,
3: <laughs> well, Nick started. You know, he said he. he did, I don't know why he would bring this up. He was like, "Well, Miles Sanders. I mean, even though he hasn't cracked 900 yards in a in a season yet, I'm like, first of all, that that's enough for me. That Miles Sanders has not even cracked 900 yards in the first couple of years he's been in this in the in, the, in this in the NFL." I am not putting him in my in my top 10 at all. So I'm sorry, Nick. And bringing up the wear and tear on Zeke, I understand that. But Zeke is still a young running back, and I still think he's going to do great. But hold up. Wait. I just got a message that just came through. Breaking <laughs> news. Breaking news. Julio Jones has been traded from Atlanta to the Tennessee Titans. Wow.
1: Wow. wow. And it would... says
3: for, for at least a second-round pick.
1: I was so pissed. So we gotta, we gotta, we're gonna have to make some adjustments, some of these rankings now, because that makes things, you know, that makes things very, very interesting now. Wow. Wow. So 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 that was all part of the deal, Greg, that you've seen so far. It's just a second rounder, that's about it. Yeah,
3: early, early news is is at least a second rounder, but man, what is this? What does this do for this Tennessee Titan offense? You know what? This for me though. This pushed Derrick Henry up even higher on the Aight. on on the rankings, man. Because you got AJ Brown and Julio Jones. You got oh, you can't stack the box against yeah. Henry this year, boy. Woo! Guess who?
1: Guess who? Also, this helps out Ryan, the new Danny <laughs> Tannehill, boy. Ryan Tannehill, my friend. I've loved you for a long time, my brother, and now it's your opportunity to shine. I agree. Derrick Henry goes up big times. I, A.J. Brown's value goes up big time because now we talked about this. We, when we talked about the Titans, him getting doubled because they didn't get anybody didn't draft anybody they didn't go after anybody in free agency when the loss of uh, Corey Davis so now you have the addition of Julio Jones no double team in A.J. Brown now so like you said this brings that Titan offense to uh, a well you know mid Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown now that a whole you know we're starting to look at their backup running backs or tight ends because it's going to be a nasty offense Fred what do you think about that trade
0: Uh, good for the Titans, bad for Julio. I think there were better (laughs) options for him. Uh, like we said, Baltimore, New England. Uh, I just don't like the Titans, I think they're just so methodical and boring. So, (laughs) if I'm Julio Jones, I'm like, get me out of here, man. I want another trade.
1: (laughs) How about well, let's let's take the quick. I know this is all reactionary cuz we're just hearing about this now but real quick take the focus off the Titans for a second let's talk about the Falcons Calvin Ridley's value goes up but to goes me up. Matt Ryan's a little down though you know so and Pitts is also up more cuz now he's getting more targets so uh, yeah. Again, this and we had a question last week about who are the better receiver, Devonte or Julio Jones. Um, I still go on Devonte in fantasy wise, but yeah. very, very interesting, Greg. What What do you think about the, the impact on the Falcons?
2: Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Ah ha! In my dentist's office.
4: Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world! Uh, You can run and grow your business anywhere. You really can sell to anyone from anywhere.
2: This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors.
3: I'm still out on, 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 on Pitts because Pitts is, is a rookie. So, But really, he does go up. But you know who also goes up sneakily? Russell Gage, look mm. at Gage. Gage is gonna mm-hmm. have more opportunity. He's gonna For be that sure. second, that second option. Now, I'm not saying he's gonna be Good a mind. top 15 or top 20 wide receiver, but he can be a filler on those bye weeks that you need a receiver or you have an injury that you know that occur. And I think Gage can can pop in, you know, week not 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 every week, but one you know, pop him in a bye week here, bye week there. He may give you some decent fantasy numbers, but really, he's gonna go up. Pitts, uh, I'm still out on him, but that, this, that also, this, this gives a lot more targets for Michael Davis out of the backfield as well.
1: Oh, absolutely. I'm not even going to ask Fred about the Falcons' um, impact. <laughs> He's obviously <laughs> expressed his unwillingness to talk about them anymore. So the we'll only thing I want to
0: say is Pitts is going to have a good year. I believe, uh, rookie or oh. not, I do like Pitts. Um, I think he would be my t- in my top 10. Of course, we already said the top 10 tight ends, maybe even top five. Uh, mm-hmm. It would have been better with Julio Jones. Uh, but, you know, a big tight end, nice little outlet for Matt Ryan. That's it for the Falcons. I'm done. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I can't wait for this season. I cannot wait. I hope the Falcons go crazy and we talk Please, about it every week. It's going to be great. Please
3: let Derrick Henry fall in my lap. Please. <laughs>
1: All right, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Hey gang, Commissioner Cooper here. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever found yourself stressing to capture leads that visit your website? Or how about a new video for your company? Our friends at Digital Brew can help. Digital Brew is an animation studio that specializes in making sweet videos that are lead generating machines. Digital Brew is always our number one overall pick for any of our animation movie needs. Visit them online today at digitalbrew.com to see what the brew crew can do for you. All right, moving on to our seasonal breakdown, talking about games during the season that we're excited to see. We're gonna start, this is week 13 through 16. We'll start in week 13 and my pick is the Cardinals at the Bears now mm. the Bears lead this series 57 to 28 it's an old school leather helmet rivalry last time these teams played it was 2018 and it was boring as fuck. Or we could we could call it Fred's snore of the week. Yeah, the, I'm already sleeping. The score ended 16-14 when Josh Rosen was benched for Sam Darnold for the Cardinals. And Mitch Trubisky was still in Chicago at that point. No fantasy relevance back then, but by... Sam Darnold? It? Did I say Sam Darnold? Yeah, yeah my bad. <laughs> All right. you know, The other guy. But by... <laughs> But my ha- things have changed. Arizona is a fantasy machine, the likes of which may be compared to the greatest show on turf. But in this matchup, they find themselves in Soldier Field facing another young player playmaker in Justin Fields, and which by this point in the season would have found his footing in this young offense. So you have two young guns flinging it in nostalgic Soldier Field later in the season. I don't think you can get much better than that. What do you got, Fred?
0: I got Baltimore versus Pittsburgh right now. This is usually a hard-hitting, smash-mouth football game. Two very good defenses. It's week 13, so it has big-time playoff implications, usually, in previous years. Uh, I, I, now, fantasy-wise, I would limit myself on this. Uh, there's, unless you're playing a defense, I don't think there's going to be no offensive, really big-time scoring. Mm. So, f- fantasy implications, hold back on this one, guys. Don't do it. Uh, but to me, this game is going to be one of the best. Week thirteen, they both going to have good records, and it's uh, it's in Pittsburgh where it's always cold, and then it's separated what for like an hour or two from each other. Great game.
3: So you don't think Lamar Jackson will have a big game?
0: Not against Pittsburgh defense, man.
3: Man, but he runs. Bro. It's just not about yeah, to run. running for his life. <laughs> uh, well, I picked um, a divisional game just like Freddie. Uh, Niners at Seahawks. Now. This this is going to have playoff implications all around it, depending on how well these two teams do before, you know, they get to week 13. But I also, I want to dub this the Julio Bowl Because Mm -hmm. both Mm -hmm. teams are in the running as (laughs) Julio Jones. Mike, you know, we love to talk about fantasy here, Mike, and I miss you on the show, bro. But this is the Julio fantasy Bowl. Can you imagine if one of these teams end up with Julio on their team going into this week with playoff implications? So, Julio in San Francisco, oh, that looks so sweet. But also with Russell, if he went to Seahawks, with Russell Wilson, D.K. Metcalf, and Julio Jones on the other side, man, this would be something else, but... It's my Julio Bowl, so <laughs> Julio. I like Bo. The
1: Julio Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two good divisional matchups there. Yes, I do like that. Um, absolutely. At Baltimore's and Steelers though, I, I do want to comment though, Fred. Um, yes, you are correct. That is a great game, but literally the point of the segment was to point out <laughs> games that were have fantasy relevant we still are talking about this after seven yet. fucking shows no, 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 we're no, still no. talking Call about it. i said offensively
0: offensively i wouldn't go with no offensive so, so you would start but both I, defenses. i would start the baltimore defense i think there's gonna be a lot of sacks interceptions <laughs> okay. fumble recoveries absolutely all right
1: mm-hmm. I, That's like nasty he, dirty game like he said thankfully this is all recorded all right <laughs> Let's first of all Freddy's gonna get some fucking cough syrup. Did get the shot? <laughs> Put a fucking mask on, will ya? Alright, let's go on to well let's wait till Freddie's done.
3: He had to refill his water bottle. The Oreo got his throat dry.
1: America's favorite cookie. <laughs> Alright, let's move on to week. 14. Now on speaking of divisional matchups, I think I picked one of the best of all time. The iconic classic rivalry game. Cowboys versus well now FT. Cowboys lead the series 73 to 47. Scrapping the Redskins moniker seemed to help against the Cowboys last year. They sweeped them last year, they beat them about beat them down, excuse me, both times they met 41 to 16 and 25 to 3 in the last matchup Antonio Gibson ran for 115 yards and three touchdowns we've talked about the improvement we see in FT and i have mentioned several times i'm very high on the cowboys Fantasy outlook, so I'm not gonna bore you naming the stars in the game. But this one is this one is late in the season, divisional implications on the line. We have two teams that we I've talked about I'm high on, um, and you I, I have two high octane offenses that'll be poised for a big showing in this matchup. Greg, who you got?
3: Man, I got another divisional Ooh. tough game. Tough Raiders at the Chiefs. Love the those games. Raiders. The Raiders and the Chiefs. Listen, we all know what Kansas City has on their side of the ball. Right? You got Mahomes, you got Hill, you got Kelsey. But don't sleep on the Raiders. I know we, we downplayed the Raiders a lot, you know, in the last couple of episodes. But this is a divisional game. And if the if the Chiefs go up a lot of points in this game, Raiders are going to have to throw that ball. So, Jacobs may not be a big factor with that muddled backfield that they have, but Waller and Carr may be sneaky picks for this week because they're going to have to sling the ball to keep up with fucking Kansas City. Also, don't forget about Ruggs, the young wide receiver that they have also. So, they may be some sneaky plays on the Raiders' side in this week with this game. Kansas City, we know what they got. You know I like star power, so I'm not going to go do it like Jason said. But don't, don't sleep on the Raiders this game because... Kansas City Chiefs, their defense is not that great. But if they get behind quick, man, you're going to see Car throw the ball. least 40 times. Wall is going to have a ton of targets, rugs. you know. I think, but divisional game, late in the season, Raiders at the Chiefs in Kansas City and Arrowhead, whoo, can't get no better than
1: that. I like you. I like you. What, what you got, Fred? What That's a great game.
3: I,
0: I, I had it last week. So <laughs> <laughs> I, really see too I got the bills and bucks. This is an amazing game. Mm-hmm. It might oh, be a yeah. Super Bowl preview. It could
1: be. Could you know? Be.
3: Don't, steal <laughs> <laughs> Don't steal my line.
0: Look, this is another, uh, like, uh, there definitely could be uh, a, a, a big game for fanatic, fanaticity relevance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, both offenses are nuts. Uh, you know, you can just name ten players, but I want to see how uh, Diggs does against the Tampa defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and And... and and if I believe I believe that those will actually win that game. Um, I can tell you all about Brady, Gronk, blah, 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 blah. We already <laughs> know. But I want to see what the Bills do <laughs> against them. Sure. I want to see that connection. Right. Um, I believe if the Bills can actually beat them, I think they'll be so Hype. hyped up mm. that they can go to the AFC Championship. And I think it's going to get Kansas City. So this game's going to be amazing. I'll definitely tune in, and I can't wait for it.
1: Yeah, to your point, that's a big springboard game. That's week 14, you know, going down the stretch, you know, you're getting down to the playoff run. So you beat the world champs on your way to the playoffs. You're starting to feel yourself. I agree. And it's in Tampa. So that's another big factor. Honey, I'm home. What's that amazing smell? Did you make my favorite cobbler?
2: I sure the hell did not, honey. It's my new candle, Blueberry Cobbler.
1: Where did you get such an amazing smelling candle?
2: Oh, 407 Candles. I found them on Facebook and they have an Instagram too. When I did my daily shopping, I found out they have some other wonderful scents as well.
1: Honey, when you make me a sandwich later, afterwards, we must go online and check out all their wonderful
2: scents. Oh honey, you will starve because I won't make that sandwich, but yes, let's do that.
1: Well, at least it'll smell good. All right, let's move on to Week 15. All right, so I have the Patriots at the Colts. <laughs> the Colts, ready. The Colts, the Colts I, I got ready. I had to throw the them in. The Colts had to throw <laughs> them week. in there. They, they
2: show up
1: every week. Never. I had to throw them in there. Listen, the Patriots lead this series fifty-two to twenty-nine. The last time these teams played was 2018, though, where the Patriots won thirty-eight wow. to twenty-four. But boy, do these teams look different. The Patriots, that game, were powered by Tom Brady, 341 yards, three touchdowns. The Colts had Andrew Luck doing his thing with 365 yards and three touchdowns. What a great fancy game that was. So now we have Carson Wentz versus Cam Newton, or maybe even Mac Jones at that point. Um, in a game, that could mean playoff seedings for each of these teams. Who knows? Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz has weapons, and his old coach, who promises some fun play, versus Belichick late in the season. I can see a fantasy bonanza in this one. Maybe not as good as 2018, but some pretty decent numbers nonetheless. Fantasy bonanza.
0: Fred,
1: what do you think about the Cowboys and Giants?
0: Cowboys and Giants. <laughs> a couple episodes ago, I, I was really high on the Giants. I think this is the week, week 15, when it brings Baltimore to the division championship. I think they beat Dallas. And they're gonna win the division. I heard it. You heard it right here. I'm recording.
3: division champs,
0: right? Fantasy, fantasy wise, the offensive game amazing because their defenses ain't too strong. Uh, We're gonna, you know, I think Daniel Jones has a big game. I think Galladay has a big game. I hopefully say Quan is healthy to show what he's really about. As you know, people made fun of Jason where he's running back number one, (laughs) but. uh, and, but on the other side of the ball, Prescott, Zeke. I mean, offensively, this is a game that you definitely want to watch if you have, fan, have fantasy implications. But we'll mark what I said, this game puts Giants first place division.
1: Well, speaking of someone we talk about a lot, I see some Aaron Rodgers and the Packers coming up. Uh, Greg, what you got? I got
3: Packers at the Ravens. Mike, I picked this game especially for you because it has Aaron Rodgers written all over it. If he stays in Green Bay. Can you imagine Aaron Rodgers going to Baltimore late in the season, cold, windy, going against that nasty Baltimore defense? It doesn't get no better than that. So, Devontae Adams, you know be star power. Aaron Jones, I would not start him <laughs> this week against Baltimore's defense, but I would definitely start Lamar Jackson against, against Green Bay. We all know that corners aren't that great. Their defense is so-so, and, like, Lamar is that running back that improvises all the time. I can see him having a big game. Again, if Baltimore makes that move and gets Julio, it could be Julio on one side, Aaron on the other side. So this is a big game. I just love it for all football reasons, man. Green Bay, cold, Baltimore, nasty defense. Both teams vying for the playoff. Porting game, lit- this, this, ooh, we're getting chills just thinking about
4: it. Well, I'm
1: hoping ooh. that he doesn't get hurt in that game. Because we're going to move on. No, Aaron Rodgers, we are talking about oh, Aaron. Oh, My bad. I should have prefaced by saying. Sorry. Mike, speaking of you, <laughs> I followed up in week 16. Let's move on now to week 16. I followed up with a back-to-back Aaron Rodgers special. <laughs> the Browns at the Packers. So, ooh. now the Packers lead this series only thirteen to seven. They only met twenty times these teams. The last time they faced off was twenty seventeen, where the Packers won in overtime, twenty seven to twenty one. Now you ready for the quarterbacks? It was Brett huntley for the Packers <laughs> and Deshaun Kaiser for the Browns. But check this out. But check this out. They both threw for over two hundred yards and three touchdowns, both of them. Talk about teams looking completely different. But let's take the focus off the game, just for a second. Just for one second. Let's, let's talk about the game part. Okay. This game is on Christmas Day. It's nice. at 4.32. Come so on, you man. already opened your presents. Come on, your family has already talked to you to death. You are looking for an outlet to drown out the family political discussions. The NFL has literally gift-wrapped us, the greatest gift of all, with both offenses set for a high-octane in 2021. Coupled with the day and the setting, Green Bay, cold Christmas, praying for snow, this could be the game of the year. Whoa! Fred, you definitely got the non game of the year. I just what do you got? I'm I
3: for
1: Aaron Rodgers to play. <laughs> I feel you. Please. <laughs> sorry, Fred. Sorry.
3: I got the oh,
0: biggest God. game of the year.
1: Oh, my God. Where's that horn, the man?
0: Jaguars Jesus. and the Jets. <laughs> Jets will be going for the division in this game Watch. Toilet bowl No but the reason I picked this game I want to see uh, Since we were into week 16 of the season How far the number 1 and number 2 pick have come um, I want to see how you know, Everybody was talking about Trevor Lawrence the whole time How he's basically the next Andrew Luck And uh, as you know the Jets Was super ecstatic to take uh, Zach, Zach Wilson So um, by this time Their feet will be wet It'll be their team. And I just want to see how the number one and the number two pick play. The the fantasy implications, there are none. I don't think nobody's going to start these two guys. Um, Maybe they'll start a a Jacksonville running back, maybe Robinson or something. But... My The reason I picked it is because I'll be in a homer And I just needed to uh, <laughs> See Wanna how plug the two the
1: Jets. play You, you wanted go. to plug the Jets yeah. Talking right. yeah. about the Packers, Falcons <laughs> the Browns. Colts <laughs> I think,
3: Didn't Freddie pick the Jets like week one or There
1: was a Jets pick there did somewhere
3: pick, Did I pick the Jets week one? You did. did So typical Jets fashion I picked the Jets week one Freddie picked the Jets week 16 so <laughs> Typical <laughs> Jets fans But I got Bills at Patriots Week 16. Now, the Bills is a team on the rise, right? You got Josh Allen Stefan Stephon Diggs. Um, if you look on our wide receiver list, he's up there on a few of our lists once that gets posted. But um, Mike said that, you know, like he said before he thinks Stefan Diggs is going to have a breakout season. I mean, he had a few, but, you know, he's going to be up there. This going another divisional game late in the season. One of these teams might be fighting for the divisional spot, right? It's no disrespect to Miami, Jason. Sorry, no disrespect. <laughs> but I like a lot of the changes that the Pages have made so far with adding Hunter Henry, adding um, the Smith kid, um, and they got two strong running backs. You know, Bur- Burkhead is not there anymore, so you got Harrison and, and um, Sony Michelle. And if they add Julio Jones again, I know we're talking a lot about Julio, but Julio is the headline. Him he and Aaron Rodgers are where they're going to end up. And the Pages also have been in the, in the talk. So going into the... No, second game to end the season, second to last game, and could be fighting for a position. This would be a good game, and I want to see. You mentioned where Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence is going to be. Who's going to be the quarterback for New England at this point in the season? Mm, is man, it going to yeah. be Cam? Because if Cam can hold off Matt Jones and, and and they gave all these weapons to Cam and say, "Hey, got your two good wide receivers. I mean, tight ends." You have two young running backs. They upgraded the wide receiver position a little bit. And if they can get Julio Jones, you get all these weapons they can, and you fail, and Matt Jones is the quarterback at this point, going against Josh Allen, you can't get no better than this. You can't get better than this. Better than the Jags and Poor the Poor Cam.
0: This wow. is a setup. What? They put him into a one-year contract, draft his successor.
3: Show and prove.
0: They Show drafted your successor. They Jordan loved your ass. You're out of there. I think by this time Mac Jones will be the starting quarterback.
3: I'm
1: surprised too, but yes, they
3: love him there. But
0: I think Mac Jones can wait. He come from an established winner of in Alabama with a coach like Saban. By this time he's starting
1: I I, I think I agree it could be like that. But also I think to Greg's point, you know, they put some weapons around him, you know, and he's not a slouch. If if he he's comes not. to play he's not. He comes to play, they're gonna and they win some ball games. Bill's not gonna bench him. They're not he's not gonna bench him for future. They're gonna win for next hey, year. Nothing, nothing.
3: How many wins did the Pages have last season?
1: <laughs> Was it eight, they seven were like eight seven, eight. They eight? Were yeah, eight they were
3: okay. Between, oh and can do single digit touchdown passes. Right. So they gave him weapons
1: now. Right. They're
3: going to push Buffalo yeah. and Miami.
1: This is going to be. This is. I think they're they're definitely going to be a better team. Um. How and I agree. This is going to be a good game to watch in Week 16. Um. I'm definitely going to be interested because I'm going to see. I want to see who's number two in the AFC East. So that's they for know sure. They've
3: got Miami here. Of course. We, yeah. well, we know why you're going to be
1: watching. Right. I just want to see which of these teams will be number two in the AFC East. All right. So speaking of divisions, we are going to move on to our divisional breakdown. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper, and if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First and foremost, it's free. The easy-to-use creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. If we can do it, trust me, you can too. Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, moving on to our divisional breakdown. Before we begin, I wanted to bring up another comment by Mr. Blackman. He, he, We were talking about our NFC South breakdown. Now, he brought up the NFC, NFC South. He said that it is the toughest division in football. <laughs> now, hear him out. Hear him out. He, he came with some stats. He said okay, okay. when Atlanta won the 2016 NFC Championship, the NFC South became the first division since the 2002 alignment to have all four of its teams represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. I mean, that's a pretty good stat. Didn't like our analysis on the Bucks, neither. He says, with Brady, basically you can draft your whole fantasy team as Bucks. You have a top 10 quarterback with Brady. Godwin, Dang. Godwin, you know, injury plague, but... Twelve point nine nine points is what he was averaging with injuries. Is what he was saying. Evans fourteen point four. This is in a in a uh, half point PPR league, and Gronk a top five tight end with best defense in the league and a top five kicker. Don't you think you all should be all in on the Bucks? Teddy wanted to bring up.
3: Listen, Teddy, yeah, Teddy, right? Okay. As I stated, the Bucks are a great team on paper. But is there enough balls to go around to, to keep everybody happy? You didn't mention Antonio Brown, right? You have Mike Evans. Mike Evans had a few bumps on the road. Godwin, injury prone, right? Did, you have Bron- I don't think Bronk is a top five tight end. He didn't start coming on until the end of the season. The defense, yes, but they don't produce enough no, turnovers to be a top five fantasy defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great great team on paper football-wise. We're talking about the Bears, right? No.
1: <laughs> the Bucs. The
3: Bucs. I think we we're doing the Bears. No, we're doing the email. We're, were talking about saying.
1: the email, uh, about Teddy's email, yeah, see, about the Bucs. Stop, right, right, stop
3: yeah. digging into the getting, I'm just skipping. I man, know. He's
1: just but, fucking eating too much. But
3: I'm not drafting any Bucks players in the first round. If Brady, yeah, he could be a top-ten quarterback, you can get him in the second or third round. Evans, you can get him in the second or third round. Godwin, you can definitely get him in the second round. Rojo and Leonard Fournette, I don't know, nobody is going to pick them in the first three rounds because you don't know who's the starting running back each week. Defense, yeah, they're solid, but you play Carolina twice, you play Atlanta twice, you play the Saints twice. Solid team, not enough turnovers. Thank you, Teddy, for your, for your
0: email. His appreciate name, you listening. His name is Teddy? Teddy. All right. So is Teddy going to be in the fantasy league?
1: He is. Yes.
0: All right, Teddy Bear. <laughs> so, <laughs> if a person thinks the NFC North is the hardest division, you are you looking at that? South. A- South, a- South. Okay. South. AFC North is the hardest division. Pittsburgh, Baltimore,
3: Cleveland. Tennessee. Uh, uh, no, no, no oh,
0: Cincinnati. Cincinnati. That is the hardest Tennessee. division. Okay. The, Tampa is good. We all know that. They look extra good without in the Super Bowl without Kansas City's two offensive tackles. Right. Okay, the Bears are terrible. Matt Nate Bucks. Oh, no, 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 we're, no. I'm talking about the oh, division. We're, oh, we're, oh, talking oh, about the Division. The oh, no, question about the division. Are oh, they good South. though? We're, we're NFC South.
1: South. We're at the worst. Oh. We're not oh, okay. All right. So about the Bucks.
0: The Bucks are. No, no, no. Let me finish. The Bucks are good. But they also going against two a division with really weak teams. Carolina is not going to be good. They're just not. Mm. That's two wins. Atlanta, I don't think it's gonna be good. I mean, yeah, Matt Ryan they're gonna throw a little bit, but I, but nobody really gonna pick Atlanta over the Bucks. Let's be real about it. Now with Drew Brees, I'll be like, okay, damn it's Drew Brees. Where's the Bucks? Saints Bucks. Yeah, they don't even know what the starting quarterback is for the Saints. So this is far from the toughest division. The Bucks are gonna steamroll right through them, and that's it. So Teddy. <laughs> I'm gonna enjoy beating your ass in this <laughs> fantasy thing because I want you to pick Ew. all the bugs so they can all have the same team and fucking nobody gets no fantasy points. <laughs> Thank you, Teddy Graham. All right, Teddy Graham. <laughs>
3: Teddy Graham.
1: I think that should be the name of his team, actually, the right. Teddy Graham. Yeah, little baby bears. I, I like that. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's talk about let's talk about this week. We're doing the NFC North, so let's start with the Chicago Bears. The NFC North forever. yeah. Now we're on the, the now NFC. we're on the yeah, North. I North. I now, we, now you can bring your. Na- you know, you know why it's Teddy
0: Not, just messed up my brain? I know. It was so up, hard. He's all over. I'm the I'm like, place. What, what am I talking about? The NFC North. I, I think, think, it's, I think it's, it's the sugar rush dude, from you the just Oreos.
1: Yeah. I don't know what happened. Bro. <laughs> All right, threw me off, bro. All right. so again, Chicago Bears, nothing significant um, in free agency other than QB1, Andy Dalton, He's, I'm sure he'll be uh, regretting that tweet. And um, also they tagged Allen Robinson. So that's their biggest really move in free agency-wise. The biggest improvement, though, came in the draft when they settled with their uh, QB situation with Justin Fields. Um, came back around; they got Tevin Jenkins, big OT out of Oklahoma State. Um, I'm a wait and see on the Bears, but I like the potential of Robinson with Fields this season. Um, but again, they're kind of a wait and see for me. Greg,
3: see the Bears. I knew you got the Bears. It's still a question mark at quarterback. They're not fully committed to Justin Fields, so I'm. I'm I like Justin Fields, but for some reason, I think Nagy's going to start Dalton. Mm-hmm. Maybe the first couple of games, which would be stupid. Ugh. Right? But I, I love the way Justin Fields play. I said it before I wish the Jets would have drafted Fields instead of Zach Wilson. That's how much I like, like really? Justin Fields. Montgomery is a solid RB2. He is. Solid RB2. Not an RB1, no. but. If they give the job to Phil and they go more run mm-hmm. he could be that fringe one-two running back. I like that. Sure. They, like you said they didn't do anything in free agency. They kept, they bought back Allen Robinson on the franchise. That, was big, that was My, big. Big. My thing is Andy Dalton didn't do shit with Amari Cooper, CD, mm-hmm. CD mm-hmm. Lamb in mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Dallas. Mm-hmm. I'm scared for Allen Robinson. I'm scared if if. Dalton is the quarterback. I'm scared of Fort Allen Robinson. If Fields is the quarterback, bro, I'm all in. I'm all in. But I think Goodwin, God, is a good Marquise Goodwin. He was a good pickup for the Bears. Might take some pressure off of Allen Robinson, but please, Bears, if, if any any representative from Chicago is listening to our little podcast, I appreciate you. Don't start Dalton. Mm. Put Fields on the field. Please. Let him play.
0: If you're a Chicago Bears fan, send the email to us. (laughs) And and, and to your GM. Because there should be no... Nagy should not consider starting Andy Dahl. He's a statue. He's not going to move. I mean, you went up to draft Justin Fields. He's coming from a proven winner in Ohio State. He's never been a bad quarterback. He's always done great. There should be no... All that stuff about, oh, let's let the kid wait a year. You cannot... Nagy's job... Cannot wait a year, um, right? If if he don't start Justin Fields and make it to the players and start winning, you might as well just kiss kiss. That's it. Kiss his job goodbye. So fantasy wise, I agree with Montgomery. He's like more like a running back too. Yeah. Uh, it, it gets it gets a lot better with Fields there. Yes. Allen Robinson, you had to resign him, especially if you start Fields. You want that uh, playmaker for your quarterback, especially a rookie. You know that that's something you definitely want. So. uh, I, I think, I, but I, I agree. I think uh, Nagy's going to be retarded. They're not going to do the right thing. I don't want to say the wrong word. Uh, <laughs> Freddy's <is> so heartbroken. <laughs> I, I, no, he's so heartbroken. I, I think he's, he's, like he's going to be with that 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 mentality of, well, let's give him a couple of games and let's see how I it works so, out. And, it, and it's not going to work out for his job. So, the Bears. <laughs> <laughs>
1: poor, poor Matt Nagy. Oh, Matt Nagy. Fred, Fred's fred got you dead already. It's over with. <laughs> All right. So, let's, <laughs> let's go to the. Detroit Lions. Oh, Greg, God. let's get your analysis on the Lions. DeAndre Swift.
3: <laughs> DeAndre Swift.
1: That's DeAndre
3: it. Swift. DeAndre is the, Swift is the, is the most talented player on this team. He has golf as his quarterback. The only player worth drafting from Detroit, DeAndre Swift. TJ Hawkinson, the tight end? Eh, late flyer. You may pick him up off the waiver of wire. You may use him Ooh, once. Got but somebody you, to throw to, there's right? nothing to talk about here. There's nothing... Like the, like the police say when you see an accident nothing to see here just keep it moving keep it moving DeAndre Swift that's it uh yeah they're pretty bad <laughs> um, Goff
0: should never have went there I don't know why he they did that to his yeah, I, I understand yeah. that but he should do the Aaron Rodgers like no <laughs> send me out of training because he's gonna ruin his career I mean what career he had left I mean it's just it's bad I don't even take DeAndre Swift I didn't think they could block for the poor guy I'm going to so, be honest with you
3: but that's I mean Hawkinson if, like,
0: and I might because golf has a tendency to go to his tight falls, ends if you fall like the so. third or fourth
3: round and you have and you went yeah, I if guess. you went like some people RB3, strategy, three, they, four, they pick receivers first or man. quarterback receiver and you're in the third round fourth okay. round and,
0: so, so our analysis is get the under as a bi-week plug or injury plug and Hawkinson uh, maybe to the sixth round. I round.
1: I actually believe DeAndre Swift was someone's sleeper if I remember correctly when we were talking about him. Now again talking about the Lions, they moved on from the iconic Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford, excuse me, um, uh, plugging in Jared Goff. I guess they're looking maybe for a, a young guy and. Rebuilding, they now you talk about blocking though. They did take the uh, with their first pick, yeah. took that big Samoan guy. I always mispronounce it's his Suel. name, so yeah, well S- Yeah, he, that's why I didn't. Want to, I did You're right. Yeah. So he's you know again you talk about blocking. That's a big big guy to put in there. Um. So but the big I think thing for them is they lost Galladay. Um, Jay, this offseason, him. right, and they didn't, didn't replace him exactly. I
3: was, Jason, I was up and I'm looking at Detroit's roster and I'm like, yep. who's your number one receiver? Exactly. Who? And you look at the list and it's like.
1: Poor so Don't to your him. so it's that? Why and going back to Fred's point, you know, it wasn't his decision to make, but yeah, that sucks for coffee. You're in a situation now where you might have a decent okay line, you got a good running back but who are you throwing to, bro? I mean, look, That's so career killer. Lions will be a basement team this year, for sure. Swift,
3: Swift is going to do
1: everything. He's going to catch, he's going to run, he's right. going to block. Right. He's gonna turn he kicks. might. He Parker might. be Swift. De- yeah. Definitely think <laughs> let's about it. i <laughs> hey,
0: hey, I'm going to run behind you the whole time, yeah, man.
1: exactly. All right, let's move on. Uh,
2: Ooh, that smells so good. What'd you guys get? I got the Rasta Pasta, it's really good. What'd you get? I got the shrimp and white rice. It's covered in this amazing jerk sauce. Did you know it's their signature jerk sauce that they actually make here and we're taking a bottle home? I got the jerk chicken. I'll give you some of mine if you let me try yours. No, I'm not sharing this. This is all mine. And I'm already done. Wow. And don't forget, if you're looking for a Jamaican cuisine, Real spicy finger-licking
0: good. Check out Ari Vibes at 313 Central Avenue, auburn New
2: York. Remember, that's where the licking is good.
1: Um, We're going to move on to the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. All right. Fred,
0: what do you think about the Vikings? So, we were speaking a little bit about this earlier. Oh, shoot. How do you have such a nice offensive team fantasy relevant? You got... Cousins throwing to Jefferson Dealing, you got Cook in the backfield And then you really never Do anything, the Vikings, the Vikings Defense ain't terrible it's, Why can't you get over the hump We can't say Cousins because He does okay So, uh, fantasy relevant there's a, there's a lot there, obviously I already mentioned That, uh, team wise I, I just can't figure it out I, I, I wish I was there I wish I, wish <laughs> I was in Minnesota, I went out to see read the newspapers Like what is wrong with Minnesota and maybe, maybe Green Bay was just Aaron Rodgers was always in their way. Now, if Aaron Rodgers is not there, hopefully this could be their t- t- their year to take over the division.
3: What do you think, Greg? Minnesota, I love Minnesota. I think this is the best wide receiver tandem in the league. I said it. You got Thielen on one side, you got Jefferson on the other side. As I stated earlier, the kid Jefferson had 125 targets in his rookie season. Dealing still produce. He missed a couple of games last season, but I think this is the best wide receiver tandem in the league. I'm not. I, I don't know why they don't do well. That's not for me to say. Coaching may be part of it. I think Kirk Cousins may be part of it. But on a lot of fantasy lists, you got Dalvin Cook as mm-hmm. number one running back. Jefferson's a top five wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Dealing's in the top ten. And I, and I think a sneaky pick for the Vikings that um, the Rudolph on, I like Irv Smith as a sneaky tight end pick going into next season. Not not saying he's going to be crazy or anything, but put up about 500 yards, maybe three or four touchdowns, help you out during the season. Because like we stated earlier, tight end position is so eh, right? After Kittle and, and Kelsey it, and Waller, it drops off. So, Irv Smith may be a sneaky pickup, you know, waiver-wire-wise. I'm not sure if he'll be, you know, to draft him. But I think – I like the Vikings fantasy-wise. You got Cook, Jefferson, Thielen. Cousins, on a bye week, if he got a good matchup, may not be that bad as well.
1: Yeah, I – I think, you know, like we talked about, Vikings pretty much didn't do much of anything at free agency. Um, in the draft, they signed their third best offensive lineman to come out of the draft. So, you know, not not horrible. Um, and again, you mentioned full star power, as you mentioned, Thielen, Emergence of Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, bullying people over. Like the uh, the Vikings' offensive fantasy outlook for 2021... Um, It will as most things though Like you said Fall on Cousins If Cousins comes to play in 2021 You have a top 10 receiver And a top 10 running back All on the same team So watch out for the Vikings This season All right let's move on to our final team the green bay packers go pack go all right well 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 the story that is dominated at nauseam the free agency news in 2021 is the of course aaron Rodgers story prior to the draft announced he was unhappy perhaps a ploy to draft some offensive stars well it didn't work because they drafted a corner um, Aaron and management both cl- clearly have different positions they want uh, the team to go in. And quite frankly, um, why aren't the Packers at least pretending to go after Julio Jones? Um, you know, at least to quiet him down, at least just pretend. Pretend you're going after him. Um, that's one of the more perplexing situations I've ever seen. It's going to be interesting how it plays out. In any event, Aaron Rodgers. Lead Packers are always poised for fantasy points. Greg, what you think?
3: It, it, it's it's Aaron Rodgers, right? As <laughs> wherever he decides to go is going to affect this team so big, fantasy wise, right? If he stays, Devontae's top three wide receiver, hands down, right? If he goes, his 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 stock is going to drop. Ryan Tunyon, right? End of the season, he, he did well for me. Who elevated him? Aaron Rodgers. If he's gone, you're not even looking at Tony. The most stable piece on offense for the Green Bay Packers is Aaron Jones, right? Regardless of who the quarterback is going to be, Aaron Jones is going to be that, you know, he catches, he runs. He's going to be the most stable piece. But this headache, this thing, hanging over the Packers with Aaron Rodgers is a killer, right? So, it so much depends on what what he decides because if he leaves, like I said, Devontae, is he still going to be that top three receiver? Even even uh, one thing I, I I missed about Aaron Jones. So Jamal Williams is gone too, right? So he went to Detroit. And and even though I like the kid, AJ Dillon, I don't think he's going to cut too much into Aaron Jones' time. But I, that may be a sneaky pickup sometime during the season if you're looking for you you, you know you get run into injuries at running back or. You have nothing. A.J. Dillon might be a sneaky little pick up there as well. But, again, as Aaron Rodgers go, so does the Bay Packers.
0: I'm going to say because I don't believe he's going to be there. So, let's I'm going to talk as if he's not there. Damn. Um, Aaron Jones, he's going to do everything, especially with a, a, a first-year quarterback, Jordan Love. They're going to have to run the ball, uh, flood, maybe flood him out to the right, throw him the ball. I mean, he's going to be the whole team. Um, I don't think Devante Adams is going to be – Top five receiver without Aaron Jones, I mean without Aaron Rodgers, um, I would still draft him, but it would probably be a lot later. Uh, really? With, yeah, yeah. Out of the first round? Yeah, wow. absolutely. Maybe for me the third round and be better. Aaron Jones? No, that. Oh, Devontae Adams. Yeah. Hmm. Aaron Jones, I'll pick in the first two rounds. He can do everything. I mean I'm not gonna throw the ball if I'm a first year player and keep that. So so right. But you I think Devontae third Adams third round and better, Aaron and um Aaron Jones first two rounds. Uh, because I don't Ooh. I don't know nothing about Jordan Love. I don't know nothing about the, the guy who didn't even take a snap last year. True. Like, what am I getting? And there's nothing really else I really like. I mean Tunyon, that was all Aaron Rodgers. Oh. Yeah I mean he was out there. Exactly. there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not picking him neither. So I mean, like I said, mine is just without Aaron Rodgers. I don't think he's coming back. They're gonna have to trade him. So, like I said, Aaron Jones is the fantasy relevant guy. You
3: think Devontae Adams third round, Jason? With no Aaron Rodgers?
1: Well, with no Aaron Rodgers, Devonte Adams falls like off my list totally. Like what? I, yeah, I just out of the top ten. Out of the top ten for wow. sure. Yeah, I wouldn't even look at him honestly because I, you, like Fred said you don't know what you're going to get from Jordan Love like what is he how is he going to play i know nothing about him like so i've I haven't seen anything I mean, he, he might be a tight end guy. He might want to throw a tight end. He might want to dump off. Check down Charlie. I'm not sure. Yeah, I would definitely drop him out of my top ten. I want to
0: say he would not waste one of my first one, two, or three rounds of drafting. I
1: wouldn't. I'll be honest with you. I would I, I would find a reason to pick somebody else above him yeah. every, every yeah, round. If he went to the third round. Yeah, every time. So you
3: telling me... Third, fourth round comes around and Devontae have him sitting
1: in the With no, there. with, now again, now I'd be, of course I'd be <laughs> tempted, but I, you know, now you're talking, you know, scenarios. I, I don't have a list here in front That's of me of who would be available, right. but if, I promise you, if there was somebody I thought was decent, I'm definitely take him above That's and a Aaron Rodgers on I, mean, I, I wouldn't let
3: Devontae pass, slip past the second round. I just think he's that talented, you know, and, 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 he can be that security blanket for you Jordan can be Love. The biggest talent in the world. If you can't get the ball to you. Yeah, but I think Jordan Love. Unless you gotta do some
0: wild but, reverses or something. But you
3: think about it, and, and <laughs> not, not, not just to break off a little bit, just for like a lot of young quarterbacks, they're keen on the number one receiver. So I can see Devontae having over 120 targets, even with Jordan Love. The way that offense is, I can just see him like boom. I'm gonna feed him because that's my security blanket. If this guy's covered. This guy's cover, and Devonte has a little bit of light. I'm throwing it to Devonte. Fuck that. I'm doing that. I'm doing shit. I'm 40 years old. I'm throwing the shit to Devontae. <laughs> I'm looking for 17 all fucking day. I don't give a fuck. I'm doing it to him.
1: That's true. Now again, you know, it depends on the kind of quarterback he is, though, because some quarterbacks that, that that check down, or like I said, they look for that big. Four. They look for that big tight end as the bigger target or to make things. Or they see goes. That could be it too.
4: <laughs> exactly.
1: Hey TSS family, it's Commissioner Cooper and I just came from getting my hair cut at Underground Cuts and let me tell you, I look sharp. And with the remaining amount of hair I have left, trust me when I tell you, it's a miracle. And that's what the boys do at Underground Cuts, perform miracles on heads please give them a call today it's 407-858-0880 or you can visit them at on facebook or at their location 1005 west oakridge road suite 6 in orlando florida that's right ladies and gentlemen back in the studio it's mary jane cooper esq bringing all of our legal news welcome back to the studio
2: Thank you so much.
1: You are so welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to, I'm going to start today by reminding the TSS family, if you have any questions, anything that comes up, please give Mary Jane an email at crew at com. That is linked up to our new website, which is tssfantasy.com. Speaking of, Miss Mary Jean actually put a couple of blogs up there um, today. One was on Deshawn, but we kind of went through that. The other was guarding the CTE case, which I also, I just wanted to mention, I thought it was so funny. We covered this, I don't know, maybe a couple shows ago, and we're sitting here having our morning coffee, and sure enough, on Good Morning America, they were covering the story. I thought that was really, really neat. Um, You heard it here first, folks. (laughs) Um, What did you, uh, what's the latest update on that?
2: Well, the latest update, um, like I did post in my blog, was that NFL has basically conceded and said, yes, race norming is bad. We're not going to continue this practice and um, that they're going to deal with this in mediation. I know um, that we discussed previously that they were going to take this back to mediation, which I said would be a problem. And that was because the African-American players who have been denied benefits um, from the concussion settlement Because of the race-norming process, um, when they basically um, appealed this decision, um, the the judge shot it down, dismissed the suit, and said, I'm sending this back to mediation, but they were not entitled, and their attorneys were not entitled to participate in those talks. So I was like, well, we're not going to know what goes on behind closed doors. Well... The NFL was like, okay, we hear you. There was a lot of uh, social media outcry. And the NFL has conceded and said, yes, this practice is not good. Yes, this practice is discriminating against our African-American players. um, And we're going to discontinue this practice. We're going to deal with this in mediation. And the African-American players and their attorneys are welcome to participate in mediation, which is great. Um, So, you know, nothing final has happened yet. Um, But the mediation is ongoing, and the people who were affected by this definitely are going to be able to have a say now.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because when I saw the story out on social media and stuff, I saw some of the players talking about it, and it was... It was basically like, well, we're hearing a lot of good things, but we'll we'll wait to see it first. Right. That was yeah. kind of what you think too. Uh,
2: yeah, that's what I said before. Was like, yeah, okay. Well, you can talk a lot of you know smack. You can say you're gonna do things, but you know, action is one thing and talking is another. And um, so, right now, it does appear that they are taking action. They are allowing these, you know, basically disgruntled ex players who have suffered serious uh, head injuries participate in the mediation, and I think that that means that, you know, their interests will be addressed, and that this process will discontinue, so I'm, I'm happy to hear that.
1: Well, speaking of head cases, no, I'm <laughs> kidding, I'm kidding, we, we saw we, another article had popped up again on Zeke Elliott and letting the dogs out, whoop, 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 <laughs> What is going on with Zeke and his dogs? Fill us in with the latest with that.
2: Yeah, that's funny, actually. Um, So the last time that I was on the show, I brought up Ezekiel Elliott because there was a lawsuit um, from a woman who um, basically said that she was attacked by Zeke's dogs. She had some pretty, like, gnarly injuries, and um, that was from last year. And then I had mentioned on the show that you know, um, law enforcement in Frisco, Texas, where he resides, had come out and cited him for his three dogs getting loose. And his three dogs, uh, apparently attacked some neighbors and bystanders that were outside when they got loose, um, and had to be put on a 10 day quarantine. And he got cited for it. And there were, you know, there's an investigation pending. So I don't have any new information about that investigation. Uh, Nothing is in the in the county clerk's site uh, indicating that there's been a warrant or that charges are pending or anything like that yet. Um, so that is not an issue. But a new lawsuit has just come to light. Um, so apparently a guy named Brandon Williams who worked at this Bliss Pet Resort uh, where Ezekiel's dogs were boarded Um, said that he was bit by Elliot's Rottweiler on March 25th. So this is actually prior to our last show, but this was obviously not out in the open yet. Um, He said that he was taking the dogs out to go to the bathroom and the Rottweiler attacked him, seized his arm, clamped down, threw him to the ground, and he needed stitches and was, quote, seriously injured. Um... So he has now launched a suit against him as well, um, asking for under a million dollars, but I don't remember exactly. I know he was also suing his prior employer, which was the um, pet resort. Um, So he's, you know, obviously suing them for some compensation as well. Uh, Must be workers' compensation or or something like that. Um, So he's suing them jointly. Um, but obviously the deeper pockets are with Zeke, so, um, yeah, so now there's three, you know, pending suits against him and a possible criminal investigation going on. Um, I know we discussed it last time, and there were some questions from, I believe it was Greg and Mike, about, um... What's going to happen, you know, if he has the investigation, do you think the NFL will do anything? And like I said before, the NFL does whatever they want with their code of conduct policy, so they'll look into it, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, if there is a criminal investigation, if there are criminal charges, you know, I would say, I would venture to say that their code of conduct policy frowns on that. Um, and typically, whenever there's criminal charges, NFL takes action. So we'll just have to play, wait, and see on that one.
1: Yeah, that's, wow, that's really interesting. Listen, Zeke, I got you ranked third this year. You got uh, poised for a big off-season, or, excuse me, big season. So do me a favor, put your dogs up, bro. It's not that hard. Jeez, oh, please. Like,
2: at least muzzle them. Something. (laughs) Do something.
1: So uh, moving on to the 2021 season, looking ahead. Um, You know, we have, COVID is still here. Mm. Um, You know, I know we're all um, getting ourselves vaccinated, hopefully. Um, So tell us as far as the NFL is concerned, I've noticed a few stories pop up about coaches and even players, um, in regards to, uh, the NFL forcing them to get vaccinated. Um, what did you find out about, about that? And you know, what are some of the legal ramifications, I guess, uh, for that?
2: Okay. So, um, coaches and NFL staff for each team, they are actually required to get the vaccination, and there have been some stories about people saying, "Nope, um, I'm not getting this vaccine," and um, you know, it is listed as a requirement for them. Um, so that is something I'm I'm not sure because if a team or the NFL retaliates or terminates someone's employment for their refusal to get a vaccination, I think there's definitely some lawsuits that could pop up about that. Um, the NFL is not forcing players to get vaccinated. Um, and there there's, you know, a recent article about the NFL struggling to convince the players to get vaccinated. Um, a couple of agents that represent a couple dozen players have said that less than half their players are getting vaccinated or are vaccinated at this point. um, I think there's a huge incentive for teams to try to get their players vaccinated because obviously, you know, if they get exposed, they're going to have to sit out games. Um, You know, if you have them on your fantasy roster and they get exposed to someone, you know, then they're really in a bad place or, or God forbid, if they get it, then they're really bad because they're going to be quarantined for a, you know, period of time. So, you know, I know teams are really hoping that their players all get vaccinated, but, you know, at this point, they can't force them. Um, it's optional. Uh, I know there were some different coaches and stuff saying that um, about half their team is vaccinated at this point. Basically, in order for them to be vaccinated in time for the season, they'd have to do so by the end of this month, um, begin the vaccination process, unless they do the one and done Johnson and Johnson. Um In order for them to be you know ready for preseason basically um so that's going to be interesting and and might affect you know your fantasy players um and whether or not you want to draft them finding out whether or not they're vaccinated as if that would be public information but you know um there are benefits to these players getting vaccinated the benefits are you don't have to get tested every day you don't have to get temp checked every day you can visit your family. You don't have to stay grounded in your house, um, on, you know, off weekends and bi-weeks. Um, so, you know, there's definitely more pluses to getting vaccinated than there are to not. Um, but, you know, obviously people have their, uh, beliefs and, and some people are really outspoken about not wanting to get the vaccine. And, So, you know, maybe you want to stay away from those that are really outspoken about not getting it because you don't know, are they going to be affected by this, you know, and are you going to wind up having to bench them or put them on IR or whatever?
1: Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, not only just the NFL, just, you know, the United States in general, you know, how, you know, how to handle this COVID thing. Um, It's been a little wonky to say the least, but, you know, this is another example, as I hear you say it, um, okay, we're going to require the coaches but not the players. Well, what the fuck is the point then? I mean, if we're all going to be together in a locker room style atmosphere, everyone should be um, vaccinated. you know again, it's everyone's personal choice, but it's also the NFL's personal choice to allow players to play in their league. Um, it only makes sense to me. I mean I just sat, sat hearing it, you know aggravates me because it's like, okay, come on, what are we doing here? Everyone needs to be getting vaccinated so we can move forward in our lives. I mean, we have I think we've all been in our houses long enough and <laughs> um, really just want um, to move forward. But anyway, like you said, it is everyone's personal choice. Yeah. However, in this particular situation, it seems kind of wonky to say, hey, the coaches were requiring, but the players were not.
2: Yeah, I thought that too. But uh, the more that I thought about it, I thought, you know, the NFLPA, the Players Union, they actually have a lot of pull and they have a lot of, um, they, they basically make the decisions. And I would put a lot of money on the fact that the NFLPA said players and staff and people that are going to come running on the field, they all got to be vaccinated to keep the players safe. I would bet that that's where that's coming from is the NFLPA mandating that. Um, for you to be around the players, interacting with the players, you got to be safe for them. Um, so I would say that's probably where it's coming from—not the NFL in itself, but the NFLPA. Sure. And then the NFLPA <laughs> then turns right around and is like, "Well, players, you make that choice." <laughs> um, but you know, they're they're the they're the money makers. You know, they're the ones that have to play, and their their health is more important than anybody else on that field's health.
1: Similarly, sim well in a similar similar sense, <laughs> can you spit that out. um it's just like the government, you know, hey, do as I say, not as I do. This is basically how it rolls with any type of big organizations. This is how it rolls sadly. um but again, yes, that's good for the NFLPA, but again, when we look at it in the big picture, doesn't make any sense. Everyone should be vaccinated. That's the end of the story, yeah. So, anyway, Miss Mary Jane Cooper, we appreciate your time in the studio. As things come up this season, we will reach back out. And please look at tssfantasy.com. Mary Jane already has a couple blogs up. Um, Very interested to see um, what else comes about this season.
2: Yeah, so, um, you know, just for everyone listening, you know, I will, as I talk about things or things come up, um, I will put them on the blog and you can go on there and you can comment or you can ask questions or um, whatever. You know, also post things if, if you're interested.
1: Awesome. Well, we appreciate again your time. Miss Mary Jane Cooper <laughs> is out.
2: <laughs> Bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen,
1: that'll do it once again for TSS Fantasy. We do appreciate you, fellas. Any, any goodbyes to our TSS family?
3: Just make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, comment, send emails. We love the interaction with the fans. Just keep it up.
0: I want to say, Marcus, I, can, I agree with you. Like the comments. <clears throat> keep following us, and uh, we we'll definitely re, uh, respond as quick as possible.
1: Absolutely. Drink some water. <clears throat> drink some water. We, yes, some water. please do. Clear your throat. <laughs> I was get choked up. We minutes. get some
0: we get so many comments. I'm getting choked <laughs> up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, that is actually a very important point. We do appreciate you all interaction. That makes the show go go smoothly. So we do appreciate you all. TSS family, we are out.
4: dinner.